Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, we got some stuff to talk about. Russell Wilson, Key. Russell Wilson? We're not going to do it yet. Yes, indeed. About Russell Wilson, some stuff has come out about uh, some stuff that went on behind the scenes in oh. Seattle. Well, We're going to talk about I mean, that coming easy. up. I probably knew that anyway. Meantime, people want to weigh in on LeBron, on Lamar, on the Lakers, on all sorts of things. Maybe even Eric Bieniemy. Wayne in Montana, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Good morning, boys. Good morning, Wayne. I got one thing to say is, Lamar Jackson's going to get his contract. I, I believe he will get his contract. He deserves it. Well, Wayne, what I see on my screen is Wayne in Montana wants to talk about LeBron. But do you, do you instead, you wanted to talk about Lamar? He said they have one thing to say. Lamar Jackson. Oh, it was going to be LeBron. That's fine. I, I, I believe the top story needs to be Lamar Jackson. He deserves his money, and he's going to get it whether there or somewhere else. All right, I, I you see, fooled our producers. Well you, done. I no, no, see no. you producing. First of uh, all, Wayne has been on hold for an hour and a half, so he just Oh, Wayne's been on the hold yeah. for an hour and a half. So, I like yeah, that's that. that's why. I like that. Yeah. So I think he, minimum people, everyone who time listening. Everyone who listen. on this show should have yes. to hold minimum 90 minutes. And the important thing is spend time listening. Yes, more that's time the, listening. More time, time spent listening. listening. Yes. By the way, listening. I, we don't even care if you actually listen. Just keep, if you download the podcast, let the whole thing play. If you have us on in, the ra- you know, on in your car, just leave it running. Leave the car radio on. We get credit for that. So I, I don't care if you listen. I, I do actually. think Lamar is going to get his money. It may not be with the Ravens, though. Yeah. But, they, but see... I don't think you know he's going to get his money, and it won't be with the Ravens, because you don't get your money if you stay where you are. You get your money if you force a trade. Then someone will pay you your market value, which is two hundred and thirty-one million dollars. Who the Ravens? Yeah, nah, you're not going to cave if you're a hundred million apart. That's a long way, and they haven't moved off that number in guarantee. See, basically, what they're telling Lamar is, "Come on, man, work with us like Mahomes did with the Chiefs, right? Like, let's work out a Mahomes situation." You know, everyone wins. And Lamar, here's the thing. Let me say this, Key. It is easier to trust your organization that they're going to get you what you need if they have a track record of doing it. Mahomes and the Chiefs have trust. Mahomes knows. Like, he even came out and said, look, before they moved on from Tyreek, they came to me. They said, hey, this is our plan. We're going to get you this guy, this guy, this guy. Mahomes like, yep, sounds good. Let's do it. But Lamar's sitting there going, you haven't gotten me a receiver yet. So now I'm supposed to believe that I need to take less money. So, well, so you still not going to get me a receiver? The, the problem is not that he's taking less money. I think it's all in the, the structure of the deal. When you look at Patrick Mahomes' deal, the first couple years of that deal is where all the money's at. Mm-hmm. They've got to see Patrick Mahomes probably like now. This, yeah, right, they're probably yeah. going to see him this summer. They're probably going to wait till after the draft. His agent going to walk in there. They're going to bring all that unguaranteed money forward, guarantee that, put some more years on the back of the contract, extend it out a little bit more, bring him up to where he needs to be, which is the highest-paid player in the National Football League and maybe the highest-paid player in American sports. History. Uh, yeah. and, and that's what they're going to do. But, Key, if that's you're, what here, do. here's something that and we have And Lamar's haven't. deal yeah. probably isn't as short on the guaranteed money side uh-huh. as So it's Patrick's more spread was. out. The money's more spread out, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, if they say to Lamar, we're going to give you 133 over two years. Now you got a deal. That's a different deal. 
But key, but it's a huge cap hit. But he, here's the thing. Yeah, it's a huge cap hit. Yeah, here's the thing that we don't talk about from the team's point. I've been very pro Lamar, but let me give you something from the team's point of view. Why does Lamar want that guarantee right now? Right? Well, because his style of play, there is an injury risk. But more than that, his style of play, and this is something that Tim Hasselbeck has talked about on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Uh, he says, look, it's not just that oh, there's an increased injury risk because, you know, in the pocket, out of the pocket, same thing as you would say. Same thing. Same injury <laughs> risk. Same thing. It's that when, you, when that is such a big part of your game, and you could talk, well, it's the way they use him. Yeah, but he has it, right? You have this incredible weapon that will tend to age quicker than your arm. The team is worried about diminished returns. And from what Lamar wants, maybe he is too key. Maybe he's also like, man, given my style and how important my legs are to me, I, I don't want to wait and kick the can do down you, the road because I might you, not be as good five years from now. You know? So do you think, his, do you think in four years from now he's not going to be any good? Nope. I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm saying – that might be that's, part of Lamar's called, calculation, that's called, too. That's called the cop-out for players that have a unique skill set like Lamar. Mm-hmm. That's called a cop-out. The first thing people say is his no, injury not, history. I'm not talking about history. the team now. I'm saying no, I'm just, from Lamar's just, point of view. No. If you're Lamar, you might be like, man, I, I need to get my money now because no, you know, I'm running get, out he around he out he here. I could get hurt or my legs could start to He diminish. needs to get his money now because he hasn't gotten his money. The guy's only made... Seven million dollars or something like that. Well, twenty three this year. Twenty three yeah. this year, but totally he's over made thirty million in a five year period. Lane in Oakland. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. No, 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 Lane. It's actually Zane Z A N E, but uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, Key, you're a Hall of Famer in my eye. Max, you're amazing. But uh, I do believe um, the Lakers don't have a chance in the playoffs. Point blank, I do believe Denver's a better team. They don't have a chance um, to win a single that, series? Um, I don't think they can pull it off in a seven-game series at all. I don't believe they got the firepower. And then on top of that, I don't feel, I don't feel like um, the big-name teams in the West are – they're not feared anymore. Like the Warriors, they're not feared anymore. The Lakers, they're not feared anymore. Uh, Memphis made me a believer last night, even though they lost, that they are like one of the big dog teams in the West. They are here, and they are for real. And then on top of that, like uh, like I said, I'm from the town. I'm from East Oakland. And uh, send Aaron Rodgers our way. We had to do something with him. I love Oakland. What, what, <laughs> I love, what are you going to send him? What are you gonna, and there's no team in Oakland. Unless he's saying send him to the Niners or send him to Vegas. Niners. <laughs> I wonder if he meant send him to the Niners. Yeah, but o- people in Oakland are not Niners fans because of the Raiders. Well, I mean, you probably got some in the Bay Area. Not yeah. all, but yeah. Arnold in North Carolina, you're on with Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today, man? What's happening, love man? How you show. doing? Shot of adrenaline right love there. Your show every morning. I love your show every morning. Listen, uh, I just like sitting here been pinching myself, pinching myself. I finally got through to you guys. I finally got through to you. know, you live over here in flyover country, man. You know, it's kind of hard to get you guys. Didn't get you guys on the radio, man. I mean, I'm excited. To talk to the great Keyshawn, mm. shoot. You said you like darkness. I, hey, I, I'm a, I'm a 70 year old uh, coffee bean brown man who loves the Ravens, man. How you doing today? I'm, I'm good. I'm just, uh, you know, doing what I always do. Try to yes, sir. Yes, enlighten sir. Yes, sir. individuals as much as I can that support us on uh, on sports and other things that I may know. So what you got for yeah, me? I've been a- I've been a long-term Ravens fan from from the day one when they moved. They left 
they left Cleveland and moved to Baltimore in 96. But I, in 96, my wife and I, we moved to North Carolina, where I live at now. We got some land through inheritance. We came down, built a house, got away from the high taxes, high crime of Baltimore City. But, hey, I've been a Baltimore fan for the longest time, man. And listen to what's going on now with Baltimore. I'm, I'm so dis, disheartened. Man, that 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 the uh, that the Ravens won't pay this man his money he deserves. He came up there in, in, in 2019 and showed him what he was all about. Showed him what he was all about. About here, and, I, heard, I, heard, uh, I heard Maryland I come believe, out right there. Go ahead. I couldn't believe that they 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 not gonna pay him the money he deserved to get. You know. Well, at least I, not I, yet. I, I, there is this sense in in people in Baltimore that they're not allowed to keep good things, right? Like that the, that the teams will play them cheap. When you look at the divisions they're in in sports and the conferences that they're in, like in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles got the Yankees and the Red Sox right there. It's always like, come on, they always got the powerhouses. Yeah. We don't get to keep our best players. They, I get they have the only MVP in the in the division. That's right. Come to think of it, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I was going through my head and I'm just trying to process because he was saying they don't want to pay him, and I'm still trying to figure out why not. Listen. This was me a year ago, Key. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I've been saying this for a year now. Wait, Deshaun Watson never won an MVP. He's getting 230. Joe Burrow never won an MVP. He's coming up. You know he's going to get something like that. I'm supposed to be, because Pittsburgh doesn't count because they don't really have a guy yet, right? Like, we'll see what happens. But Roethlisberger retired, and now they draft a kid, and we'll see. But Lamar is sitting, I'm supposed to be the lowest paid guy in the division by 70-something million? Because you know Burrow's going to get $200 million guaranteed, most likely. I, 70? Get it. Come on, man. As key as you would say, you could miss me with that. <laughs> you could miss me with that all day. Facts. Tony in Tacoma. You're on with Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hey, man. I really enjoy you guys' show. And, yeah, you, you guys do really love you, to listen to your own voices. That's okay. <laughs> You know, <laughs> hey, Max said that I didn't is, say your that. Name is on on the show, so you know, hey, what the heck? Listen, listen. When we talk about Lamar Jackson with a non-exclusive tag on him, I'm telling you, the best team for him to go to or even be talking to is the Pittsburgh Steelers. That would change the conversation that he's having because the Ravens don't want to see him twice a year. They don't want to see him in the AFC North, and they don't want to see him on a team that's got a great defense, run game, and 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 great coach. That would change this the, the whole narrative, and I guarantee Absolutely. you that they would try to match it or they would at least uh, beg that's him. That's why they wouldn't please. do it. What you're saying is yeah, the Ravens, they, they, you're giving Lamar extra leverage if you're the Ravens and you do that, right? You're saying you're saying if Lamar, if the Ravens, if they put the non-exclusive tag on him, they're not. Then why, someone can come and get him for two ones, yeah, right? But they're not. Why would I give Pittsburgh my you quarterback? You wouldn't do that. But, but the caller's Petoni's point is, let Lamar go show you what his market is. No, right? but they're not. They're but not what, going to. That's do the that, point. Max. Why would they let? The, the fact is, they know what his actual market is. That's why when you, they don't want to pay him because it's, they, they, they don't want to give him his market. Lamar's not in his 18th year thinking he should be making $50 million a year, and the team says, well, we're going to release you, let you go test the market. If you can't find it, right. come back. They're not even, they ain't even thinking about it. Well, except that Adam Schefter reported uh, several days ago 
that there's the possibility of that because the non-exclusive tag costs them money against the cap immediately, whereas the – sorry, the exclusive tag the exclusive. does. Whereas the non-exclusive Doesn't tag but you, but lets him prove his market value and you get two ones no, if, in, the, in the event it, that he goes. Max, so you – Would I do that? No, no, but think about it. If he was out in the universe, yeah. you know how many teams – Yeah, I think give of him four off the top of my head. Three, no, there's teams that got quarterbacks that you think – it'd be like – Hmm. Yeah. What would Minnesota do? Would Minnesota say we'd rather have him than Kirk Cousins? If Minnesota we're going to give you three hundred million, like if Minnesota got happen. Lamar Jackson, but see Lamar's Lamar by Lamar on a team that's that just needs that quarterback to go over the top. You might like on the Jets. Woody Johnson, the head coach, a head coach, the owner of the Jets said he'll do whatever. On whatever. the Jets, I think Lamar Jackson has a chance to make them the best team in football. If you think about Lamar on the Jets, think about these young guys getting better over the next couple of years, that might be the best team in football. So, Max, if he, he goes out on the open market, for yep. instance, and they're, they're $100 million light, yep. and a team offers him two sixty, mm-hmm. you think if they're $100 million light... No, they're th- $130 light. Now no. you're $130 light. No. Nope. No, that's why... I'd, key, I'm the one who's always said I don't think he's going to be in, in Baltimore. Will it be Atlanta? Will it be Miami? Will it be New York? Where's it going to be? Carolina? By the way, what what should um, our confidence be in the Lakers at this moment? The doctor is in the building hanging out with us next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And joined now by ESPN's senior writer, Andre Snellings. Dr. Dre himself. What's going on, Dre? What the deal, fellas? Y'all bring me into if it isn't love, mm-hmm. any heartbreak, getting me crunk on a Friday morning. You know, I could uh, launch right into something I know with uh, Andre Snellings, and we would be off to the races. Yeah, Michael Bivens. Michael Bivens is Andre can't hear us apparently. Oh, you can't hear us, Dre. We can see you, Andre. So when you're doing this, you're not really uh, being slick. We can <laughs> yeah, see that Mike, you can't hear. Turn it up. Everyone can see. Mike Bivens is joining us at 9 a.m. this morning. To right. The Michael Bivens for yeah. New Edition. Yeah, yeah. So all right. There y- they all are. Not to mention Bell Biv DeVoe. Yeah, Bell Biv DeVoe. <laughs> That's right. BBD, Ralph T, That's Bobby it. B. Can, so you can hear us now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Excellent. Um, what do you think about where the Lakers are going right now, Dre, after what you saw uh, last night? <laughs> I only have one thing to say. I think Lamar Jackson's going to get his money. No, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that uh, the Lakers are on the upswing. I've been writing about them 
really since the trade deadline, the old look Lakers before the the trade, Mm -hmm. they had no shooting and they had no defense. We've seen this Lakers team built around LeBron and Anthony Davis. We've seen what it looks like when they're good. When they're good, they have role players that can knock down threes and can play defense and let LeBron and Anthony Davis create. Quietly at the trade deadline, they recreated that team with a series of moves. They got rid of Westbrook and Beverly, who were shooting about seven or eight threes per game at about 30%, and they were wide open, like self-check type threes. And they replaced them with guys that could knock down eight threes on a given night themselves at 40%, which means that not only are the Lakers getting those easy points, but they're also set up for LeBron and AD to be able to operate with more space, and now they can start shooting better because – All of their jump shot percentages have been way down this season because the defenses have been too compact. So you put that all together, and this Lakers team, even though they went into last night 13th in the West, I think they're just about as dangerous as maybe any team in the West right now. So how long, Dre, do you think it'll take for the Lakers, this regime, to kind of gel, and will they run out of time before either the play-in or the playoffs? So, to speak. so, you know, that's always the question. And their timetable got pushed back a little bit last night because D'Angelo Russell twisted his ankle. They really need to all be out on the court at the same time um, as much as possible over these next 22 games. But I think that they have a window. Their schedule for the rest of the season, uh, just based on the, the win-loss record of, of the teams they play, is relatively easy. I think it was the sixth or seventh easiest schedule in the NBA going into last night. So they've got some time to build up. We've seen in their last couple of games, both of which were, you know, essentially blowouts against, you know, pretty solid teams, that they're playing at a level that they should be able to get through the easy teams as long as they stay healthy. And if they're able to stay healthy and play together, I think that they should be able to gel by the time the playoffs or play-in comes around. Are people sleeping on the Warriors? Are they legit contenders if they get healthy and Steph comes back and becomes Steph? It's so hard to say. They're, they're the defending champions, so they should be legitimate contenders if Steph gets healthy. Um, but we're two-thirds of the way through the season now, and what uh, eventually you, you become who your record say, says you are. So I would not count out the Warriors. I wouldn't want to play them if I was another team in the West, but they have not been at all what I would expect them to be. I think that they'll still have a chance to get there because they are so so battle-tested. But the Western Conference, nobody has really separated themselves from the rest. So that's why I think teams like the Lakers and the Warriors are still big threats because there's not anybody else that's just run away from the pack. We were talking to Dr. Andre Snellings, the ESPN senior writer here on Keyshawn J. Willemax. Um, Trey, the, so, so you and I have been over this in the past on different shows, but the NBA regular season MVP is an absurd award because at the end of like the MVP should go to the best player in the game at the end of the season, right? Yeah. And, you know, for example, until Steph Curry just won finals MVP, there was never a season where at the end, at the very, very end, you said, yeah, he's the best in the game, like he's better than LeBron because we saw LeBron better than him when the games mattered the most, right? Mm-hmm. Jokic has a very good chance of winning his third consecutive regular season MVP. 
Mm-hmm. That guy is always, if he's not the best player in the game, certainly he's in the conversation, yet he's not in most people's top three. He floats in and out of my top five. We just saw Joel Embiid last night with the game on the line, his sixth block of the game. Sky to stop John Morant, who's about to dunk it on the world, right? <laughs> in a, in a one-possession game and the Sixers won. What, what is the disconnect here with Jokic and the MVP, and his place in the game, and does it just have to do with him not performing in the playoffs? What's going on? Yeah, so Jokic is a very intriguing uh, situation because he he plays like an MVP should on paper in the regular season. He makes his team better. He fills in all the gaps. Um, if you know, I'm an analytics guy. If you look at the real plus minus, how a team, how a player's presence on the court correlates with the scoring margins, he's always one of the best in the league. So he's deserved to be in the MVP conversation for each of the last three seasons. I don't think he's deserves necessarily to be a three-time MVP. Um, I probably would have gone with Embiid either last season or this season. And also Jason Tatum, I don't know why he's not higher on the list because he's got the highest real plus minus, so he's making the biggest impact in the league. And he's also on the team with the best record. So I don't know why he's so far behind. But this year, Nikola Jokic is a- I mean, yeah, he's averaging a triple-double. And so that's always been a magic number that even outside of anything else, if he averages that triple-double, it's going to be hard for him to Westbrook not win the MVP. did that for three consecutive seasons. He did, but the first time he did it, he got that that's MVP. That's true. First time he did get the MVP. That's right. They gave it to him. It's almost automatic. That's yeah, right. I mean, and so, and, I mean, let's keep it real. The Nuggets have the best record in the West by like five or six games right now. So it's not like he doesn't deserve it because, as you said, it's a regular season award. I don't believe that that will play out in the playoffs. I think that we saw when he faced Embiid the last time, Embiid is much more of a take-it-to-your-chest one-on-one type player, and I think Jokic can have some trouble with that. And um, I think we saw that the last time they faced the Lakers in the playoffs. Anthony Davis right. gave him trouble. So- gave him trouble. He, he, he was better than him. That's why the <laughs> Lakers won both ends of the floor. Well, listen, maybe it's just about the way they structured the, the – I mean, the regu- to have a regular season MVP – in a league where fully two-thirds of the teams are now playing after the regular season is over, is absurd. To not count all of the highest leverage games when the season, that season is two months long is absurd. And you get ridiculous things like Steph's the MVP, even though LeBron's clearly better than him, right? When they meet in the playoffs, you see it. Jokic is the MVP, even though there are guys who are better. But all right, that's what we have. <laughs> Tune into pass. NBA action Sunday as the Bucks host the Suns, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Thank you, Dr. Andre Snellings. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for having me. Oh, wait, no. No, no, wait. You're hanging out with us. I ain't Hold going on, nowhere. If y'all, yeah, yeah. If y'all don't no, make no, me no. leave, no, I ain't no, going no. nowhere. You, you stay right there. Does KD make the Suns the team to beat? The good doctor hangs around and tells us next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. You don't know nothing about the skate ring, man. Oh, what? Come on, man. I was in the Wiz Kids, 1978, PS41 after school. World Over there, the thing that became uh, the Roxy later. <laughs> he used to, you know, uh, good times would come on and you'd skate extra fast and stuff. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Andre Snelling's ESPN senior writer with us. Dr. Andre Snelling's to you. He insists on being called doctor. It's very, uh, very uh, Yo, arrogant. Dre. <laughs> yeah. How does, uh, hey, you know, Kevin Durant. I earned my doctor. You know, right. might as well give it to me. That's right. KD going to the Suns. How does it change the landscape in the West? Are they legit contenders? They're, are they legit contenders? Yes. Are they the runaway favorites? I say no. Um, if you look at the the odds right now, they are the favorites to come out of the West. They're the Western Conference team with the highest odds or the the, the shortest odds to win the, the NBA championship. And I don't necessarily agree with that because, yes, they brought in Kevin Durant, who's one of the most gifted offensive players that we've ever seen in the NBA. But just like we talked about with the Lakers last segment, we know what the Suns, what this iteration of Suns team looks like when they're good. And over the last two seasons, when they were good, they had an excellent defense that was built largely on Michael Bridges and um, and uh, Jay Crowder. And so with this trade to bring in Durant, their defense is looking a little suspect uh, compared to what it needs to be to be a championship level, which means that the offense will have to really be mega elite, which means that KD and Devin Booker and Chris Paul will have to all be playing at a very high level. They'll have to mesh together and they'll have to be able to carry the team through the rough patches on defense and they'll have to stay healthy. And those are a lot of big ifs when you're talking about Durant, who's still not in the lineup and has missed a lot of time each of last four years Chris Paul who on his 37th birthday it was almost like Cinderella his game really fell off in a significant manner from that day moving forward and you know a a team without defense and without depth I can't make them the odds on favorite to win it all do they have a shot yeah but but they're not my favorites so so let's just assume that they go ahead and win and we're gonna give it to them they win the championship yay Phoenix (laughs) Uh, ticker tape parade confetti the whole deal in winning the championship, whose career does it help more, CP3 or Kevin Durant? That's a good question. Mm, that's an excellent question. I got an answer. Go ahead, go ahead, Doctor Dre. So I think that it helps Durant more in the public sphere because I think he's the one that's in more of the conversations. He's the one that. If there was a a player next to LeBron before Steph Curry, it was going to be Kevin Durant. And the fact that he didn't win it 
in Oklahoma City, and then when he went to the Warriors, they were probably going to win anyway, and then there was such a negative taste in everybody's mouth with what happened in Brooklyn. I think Durant going to the Suns and winning another championship would take any of those lingering questions away from him in those conversations. Chris Paul, I think it makes his cha- his career in a way that it would have made uh, say Charles Barkley's career, you know, he's a all time great player either way, but it would be nice for him to have the ring. You know, he, he can't be teased the way that Barkley can be teased, but I don't think that we're thinking of Chris Paul on quite the, the level of the almost goat of this generation, the way that we are Durant. So I think it would do more for him. So Dr. Snellings, would it be, I, I agree with that line of reasoning. And the way I would sum it up is two points that you just made one. Well, well, di- it's one point you made and one point that you sort of led to. One, KD is in more rarefied air than Chris mm-hmm. Paul. He is in the, you know, there's no reason looking at the total package as a player that he shouldn't be in the GOAT conversation, right? But he's not because he has not, he, the only championships he won, he was airdropped into a situation where there's no way they could lose if they stayed healthy. There's just no way. And so you don't get the same credit as building something, as leading a team where the, le- the playing field's more level. That's the first thing. The second thing is KD's more like his real self still than Chris Paul. KD has not diminished. In fact, recently, Dre, I started to really get into the NBA this season because we just had so much football to watch, right, given our schedules and everything, over the Christmas break, right? I started, Kevin Durant is playing this season when he's on the court on defense the way he did before the Achilles popped in Golden State where he was playing the best basketball of his career, right? Like, the reason Giannis is the best player in the game is because KD is not always available. But when everyone's available, KD is by himself, by himself. Like, his game is ridiculous. If that translates somehow to a championship on just a normal super team instead of a super-duper unbeatable team, that means something. He will have demonstrated something he has not yet demonstrated. All right, let the professor invite you into the lab a little bit because I know you're a numbers guy. Um, The impact stats, you know, I alluded to in the last segment, they're the ones to say when a player is on the court, how much does that change the team's scoring margin? Mm -hmm. Forget the box scores, just how much does a player being on the court help his team? plus minus. Go ahead, yes. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Kevin Durant has never had the impact that you would expect Mm -hmm. the best player in the game to have based on those types of stats. Right. And so if he were to come in to this situation and lead the Suns to a championship, I think that they would do much more for him in addition because it would be the, the ultimate trump card to the stats to say you know what forget your pocket squares and your numbers i'm that dude he, he, he could show that he's the player that you think he is right now would it be fair so to say would, so, it be, would it be fair to say because i agree with that and now like yes I, I you're just talking objectively but i also have always described kd and jay will thinks i'm insulting about i don't mean to at all he is the greatest complimentary player ever by that i mean any team that has ever existed, if you place Kevin Durant on it, he only ever makes it better. That's different than being the central gravitational force of a team the way Larry Bird or Magic Johnson or LeBron James is, but it, it's a huge thing to say. But that includes this Suns team. Uh, Dre, it includes this Suns team. Like The reason I think that they could win a championship right away is they're already really good. His defense can make up for not having bridges, right? Because KD can really play defense. That's come back now. 
and he just makes teams better. He does make teams better because he's probably, if he's not the, he's in the argument for the greatest finisher in NBA history. Like, if you get him the rock in his spot, it's going right. in. His, his, his shot is always on. But he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands mm-hmm. because he's not a creator the way that LeBron is. Or you mentioned Giannis. Even though Giannis is more of a, a center big man, he doesn't have the shot that, that Durant does. He does more to create offense for his team um, than, than Durant does. Durant creates offense for himself. And so I think that that, that dichotomy – one time, me and you had a debate on Giannis versus Anthony Davis right after the Lakers won the championship. And I think that, that Kevin Durant is more Anthony Davis versus Giannis being more LeBron. I know what you mean by that, yeah. Yeah, and, and so, so yes, Durant is an excellent player, but I don't think he's the, the best player in Once, the NBA because you have to be able to create that offense and or defense for your team in evolved, order to be on that level. The game has evolved in a way. It used to be point guard center championship. Then it was two two-way fo- uh, wing players championship. And now it might be the offense has to be centered around a kind of point forward, a guy with the size of a forward and the ball handling skills and the ability to create offense for for others. Right. Uh, I I still with all that both of y'all said, I still don't think that the Warriors win those two championships without Kevin Durant. Of course. Well, well, maybe they they win one of them. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. They would have done the same thing with Paul George. I don't know that. The only thing I can go off of, Dre, is what I saw. That's all I can go off of. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, they're a team that, you know, if you take the best player off of a team, normally, if it's a really good team, they might still be able to win a round in the playoffs, right? You took Jordan off of those uh, early, mid-90s Bulls. They were still a very competitive team, but they weren't championship caliber. You take KD off of those Warriors, maybe they win, maybe they don't, but the fact that it's a question lets you know just how good that team was with or without well, him. They only, won before only, him and after him, King. Only, they won only, before and after yeah, him. different times. It's only Same a question. Movies. It's only a question because of what Kevin Durant did, leaving Golden. I mean, leaving OKC to Golden Golden State. That's the only reason why it's a question. We're taking away your Bucks championship key. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> that defense was too good. Andre Snellings, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN senior writer. Hey, man, I actually played in the game. That's right. I wasn't a guy who you know. Yeah. So did KD. Yeah, I actually played in the game. I caught passes and moved the chains. Yeah, no kidding. It yeah, worked. They saying. traded two ones for you, and they won a championship. And they gave you the damn ball. Tune in. They gave yeah, you some, gave them the damn ball. You know that's a great name for you. Should think about <laughs> writing a book with that title. Tune in to NBA action tomorrow night as the Sixers the Celtics. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Thank you, Dr. Andre Snellings. Coming up. Russell Wilson really wanted to play for Sean Payton so much did, did, that he tried to have changes made in Seattle. Is that what we're learning? When he was there, we're going back a year. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Guess who we have coming up later in the show, <laughs> Michael Bivens himself. So, the, so Key, there's been some uh, startling revelations that have been reported about Russell Wilson and the end of his tenure as the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Turns out, now Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson pushed to have Seahawks coach Pete Carroll fired prior to Russell Wilson's departure from Seattle. This is according to a report Friday, that's today, from The Athletic. You know, according to the report... Russell Wilson asked the Seahawks ownership in February of 2022 to fire Pete Carroll and general manager John Schneider Schneider, with the hopes that the team would hire Sean Payton to be the new head coach. What made Russell Wilson think he could get Pete Carroll fired? Like, what's so interesting to me is I think about a team like the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, if Joe Burrow wanted Zach Taylor gone... Joe Burrow got juice like that. You got to figure because Zach Taylor doesn't have the resume yet, and Joe Burrow is the real deal. But if, like, I'm trying to think of a, a, an example, if so, if uh, whoever the quarterback is of the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, whoever that guy happens but, to be in any given year, you ain't getting Mike Tomlin fired. But I wonder he got if, more juice if, than if, you. If in fact, you know, it's going to be reported, whatever. But if in fact that took place. Like you said, I wonder what made Russell Wilson think that he can go in and get a potential Hall of Fame coach fired. Who runs the show there. Who runs the show in the whole situation. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's an overestimation. Oh, that's a serious o- of over- your own as- value. Man, that's, that is way over. Way over. You think, think anyone's in Russell Wilson's ear perhaps going, man, you're it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because what happens in that situation – is that ownership group owner, whoever it is that's running this program, they gonna go tell the coach, say, and, and Coach Snyder and, and John Snyder, the Snyder, the uh, general manager, they gonna go to him and say, man, you, you know what just happened? He just called me and said this, or he, we just met and he said this. Russell Wilson's getting some bad advice. Key, if that happened, I'm gonna bring it up again. I don't care because it happened when Queen <laughs> I, I Elizabeth say if, passed though. away. Oh, Russell gosh. Wilson stop, tweeted man. his condolences to the royal family. But key, will you stop? Look, no, Max? no, wait, no. I'm not going to. I'll tell you why. And I like Russell Wilson. I, I'm a big fan of his for many years. The fact is, like Lennox Lewis, who I worked with for years. Yes. When the Queen passed, he tweeted something genuine. You know why? Because he's, he's from a British over there. subject. He know, yeah, I got it. He met her before. He yeah. was a big national champion. You know, in the Olympics. But I don't know, I don't know if Russell's ever met her or not. I don't know that. We Dude, don't know that. That, does you think so that you comes from him, me? or do you think someone's like, hey, you should tweet about the Queen? It sounds to me like I'm that he is gonna, getting I'm bad gonna, advice. I'm not going to say that. It sounds to me like odd, he's getting it was bad a little, advice. It was a little odd, given the fact. 
but he may have a relationship with the queen and the family. We don't know. He's in a celebrity lifestyle, and when you're in a celebrity lifestyle, you rub elbows with certain people. I didn't see anything in the tweet that indicated that he had some personal relationship there. Nothing. So you wanted him to say, I'm going to miss you. I love yes, I, I, well, I If it were me, I would say, hey, I, I met her once and this and that. She was very gracious yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Max. Something that would indicate that I have some personal connection. So in other words, you think he got bad advice on that. So he's probably got bad advice on approaching the ownership I think that there about are Coach pe- Carroll. There's a person or people in his ear causing him to not only misunderstand his place in popular culture, but also his own value in the NFL. By the way, Russell Wilson has a significant place in popular culture and in the NFL, but, but, but maybe not to the extent that, that the people who are around him think he does. But he obviously has some value that the Denver Broncos went out and got him and gave him all that money and traded all those picks, so he does have some juice. A lawyer, Or did have some juice. A, not when you play like he did last year. A lawyer for Russell Wilson denied that the quarterback called for Carroll's and Schneider's firings, describing the report as, quote, entirely fabricated. See, that's why I said if. A lawyer for Russell Wilson said, the the Seahawks declined comment to The Athletic. The Athletic also detailed issues with Russell Wilson's first season in Denver with players, coaches, and staff members questioning some of the control the quarterback had. Examples included weekly private meetings with the offense held by Wilson. An office for Wilson located away from his teammates. Play suggestions from Wilson that Hackett would add to the game plan and personal staff members the quarterback was allowed to have in the team facility. Well, I don't have a problem with private meetings with the offense held by Wilson. All coaches and players, players have player-only meetings to go over the film and talk and teach themselves. So that part, that's not... That's not unusual. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. Am I guilty of grabbing all the receivers and sitting down for two hours after practice and going over the script, going over the game plan, asking the receivers, "Hey, Steve Smith, Smitty, what do you like? And you, do you like this? Well, I don't really like that key. All right, I'm gonna talk to Dan Henning and see if we can switch it. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. As far as his personal, whatever trainer, coach, like, like I don't. You're separating yourself from the team when you start doing that. They have right. people paid a lot of money to be that guy to coach you up to train you so when you go Marshawn Lynch and them on the podcast talking about you know when you got in touch with Russell Wilson his people would put you on his call sheet I mean, it's a bad look for Russell Wilson well, of course right now. last year and you know what makes it the worst went, look of course last year a lot went a certain way for him and it looks bad Max and Sean Payton will certainly clean all that up that the stuff in the building it'll get cleaned up I can I can promise you that 150%. Without, look, people will lose a lot of the details over time. What they will remember are kind of the broad brushstrokes. Key, had you been traded to Tampa yes. and not gotten along with Gruden and not been productive and then been traded again and then they won after they traded you the whole thing, it would look bad for you, right? But the fact is... Well, the Jets didn't win after me. What? Right. But the fact is, if the Jets trade you and then their fortunes go down and the Bucks wind up winning the Super Bowl and you play a significant role, that looks good for you. When all this stuff comes out about Russell Wilson and then you look at the way he just played last year, it was terrible, and then you look at Pete Carroll, just take, ah, oh, give me Geno Smith. Tried to tell you. And then wins as many games as he does right now. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Well, Tom Brady stacked the deck. Yes, he did. Bill Belichick, whatever. All I know is Brady won a Super Bowl. Belichick hasn't won a playoff game. Fair. Pete Carroll looked very good without Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson looked very bad without Pete Carroll. Fair. Just how confident are Celtics fans right now? Keyshawn, J. Will and Axe, ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. 